Our speaker tonight is Veit Bader, who um, has uh, a double appointment at the University of Amsterdam. He's uh, both professor of sociology in the sociology faculty uh, and also professor in social and political philosophy in the philosophy faculty. Um, and um, he's written uh, very extensively on issues of religious and ethical pluralism um, and uh, is particularly known for um, uh, arguing for uh, a form of associational democracy uh, in which associations retain considerable levels of autonomy um, and specifically liberal ways of life are not imposed on, um, on all groups. Um, his, his lecture tonight uh, draws on arguments in his uh, most recent book, which is called Secularism or Democracy? Question mark, which was published in um, 2007. Um, and uh, he's uh, talking with, under the rather provocative title of uh, What is Wrong with Secularism of All Sorts? Uh, Priority for Democracy. Um, so uh, please join me in welcoming Professor Veit Bader to give tonight's lecture. And uh, can I, just before he starts, just um, uh, inform you that this event uh, will be recorded and it will be made available online uh, as a podcast, so we don't have to take detailed notes. Well, thank you, Anne, for inviting me uh, and for your kind introductory words. Um, um, I start uh, with a, a quiz uh, I pose uh, say uh, at least uh, 2,000 pound question to you but LSE is uh, unable uh, to pay if somebody of you uh, really gets to it uh, um, does it work? yes um, <clears throat> so I read part of this uh, lengthy quote to you and then I'll ask you uh, uh, who might possibly uh, be the author Secularism, a civilized way of life which tears down dogmatism of the Middle Ages and constitutes the cornerstones of rationalism, science, improving concepts of freedom and democracy, becoming one nation, independence, national sovereignty, and the ideal of humanity. Although it's defined as a separation of state and religious affairs in a narrow sense and interpreted in different manners, the opinion that secularism is in fact the final phase of philosophical and organizational evolution of societies is also being shared in theory. In a secular state, sacred religious beliefs should never be mixed with politics, civil affairs, and legal regulations, which shall be formulated according to the needs of individuals and the whole society by using scientific criteria. Now, do you have any idea uh, where this uh, might come from? And Phillips? No no, <laughs> no, no, she's not responsible. Okay. Uh, it's part of uh, the ruling of the Turkish Constitution, Constitutional Court uh, forbidding the uh, Refa Party, uh, end of the 90s. Uh, uh, and uh, it's not uh, such an innocent uh, uh, quote, uh, because on the one hand, uh, uh, the European Court of Human Rights uh, uh, the Grand Chamber, uh, February 2003, uh, uh, allowed uh, this view uh, to be uh, compatible uh, with uh, the European Convention on uh, Human Rights, uh, 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 applying a wide margins of appreciation to states 
uh, that they uh, could regulate that uh, uh, in their own way. Uh, uh, one uh, uh, critic, Christian Moe, argued uh, that the Grand Chamber hearing of the RIFA case would have been an excellent opportunity for revisiting the latitude that the Turkish authorities should have to limit uh, Article 9, 10, and 11. Uh, this is uh, freedom of religion, uh, uh, freedoms of political communication, uh, uh, freedoms uh, of associations, in the name of Kemalist secularism. Unfortunately, the opportunity has been missed. Uh, uh, and as you may or may not know, uh, recently, uh, we uh, see a developing uh, court case uh, uh, in Turkey uh, uh, against uh, the AK uh, party, uh, uh, which has a massive majority uh, in parliament, uh, and uh, uh, both the prime minister and the president uh, are members of the AK uh, party. Uh, and this will be uh, uh, really intriguing because, in my view, if uh, the constitutional court... Uh, uh, rules consistently, uh, then the Constitutional Court uh, uh, would have to ban uh, the AK, AK party, uh, uh, which would leave Turkey uh, in a massive constitutional disaster. Uh, uh, now, um, in this lecture, uh, I defend uh, the provocative proposal to drop all concepts of secularism uh, from normative theorizing, from political and legal uh, theory. Uh, the main reasons uh, for doing this are, uh, first, uh, not only is secularism massively contested, because all our concepts are uh, contested concepts, uh, but it's much too ambiguous. Uh, it allows too many meanings. Uh, it's a kind of catch-all formula. Uh, uh, it's too underdeterminate uh, and misleading. Uh, and the second uh, reason, in my view, is uh, secularism language distracts uh, from focusing debates uh, on what really should be uh, at stake, uh, whether uh, uh, groups, uh, parties, uh, individuals, what have you, uh, uh, accept uh, uh, liberal basic rights uh, and or more demandingly uh, uh, democracy uh, instead of uh, uh, arguing that uh, liberalism and democracy uh, would inevitably have to be secular. Yeah. So uh, uh, this is, uh, in my view, a statement which goes uh, much further than most uh, uh, statements recently done uh, in political theory. Uh, I expect fiercest opposition to uh, uh, my talk uh, in Latin countries, uh, and I realize that uh, giving talks in Paris uh, and in Lisbon uh, and obviously in Turkey, if I would uh, give this talk uh, in Turkey. Yeah. But I hope for uh, productive, reasonable disagreement uh, also in this room. Um, secularism uh, is a contested meta-narrative. By meta-narrative, uh, I mean, uh, first of all, uh, uh, secularism language uh, uh, is not part uh, of most constitutions of liberal democratic states. Uh, uh, only three states uh, 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 in their constitutions call the states secular. This is France, uh, uh, this is uh, Mexico, uh, and uh, for quite uh, uh, different reasons uh, and more contested India. Uh, all others uh, call their states just liberal democratic states, uh, in my view, for good reasons. Uh, um, uh, 
also, secularism uh, is not a legal principle uh, or a moral principle in its own right. Uh, it's not a first-order principle. Uh, if anything, it's a second-order uh, uh, principle. Uh, uh, and uh, most massively, uh, it's uh, a frame, an ideology, a myth, uh, a combination uh, of cognitive uh, and normative uh, uh, interpretations uh, which then is claimed that we should apply uh, uh, to understand uh, modern states uh, uh, and particularly uh, uh, basic rights uh, and democratic uh, institutions. Okay, uh, as an ideology, uh, uh, there are many different varieties of secularism, obviously. Uh, aggressive secu uh, enlightenment secularism. Uh, or a religious-friendly uh, variety of secularism, which is uh, mainly predominant in the United States. Uh, uh, you find ethical secularism, uh, or you find political uh, or second-order secularism. Uh, you find justificatory secularism. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, I am uh, not a secularist uh, in all these regards. Uh, and just to indicate to you, uh, I do not only criticize uh, what is called uh, uh, exclusivist secularism, liberal reason restraints in public debate, uh, and I do not only criticize uh, secularist justifications or foundations. Uh, both these arguments are quite well known, uh, and I fully agree with authors like William uh, Connolly, uh, Charles Taylor, uh, Rajiv Bhargava, uh, and others. Uh, but I also criticize, and in my view this is uh, fairly original uh, and partly uh, so radical, uh, uh, the uh, predominant language uh, that liberal democratic states, uh, liberal democratic institutions, uh, liberal rights and uh, uh, democratic rights uh, are called secular states, secular uh, uh, rights, uh, secular institutions. Yeah. Uh, here I disagree with uh, all uh, defenders of, uh, and now uh, you hear a long list, uh, political secularism, weak secularism, inclusive secularism, second-order secularism, moderate uh, evolutionary uh, secularism, uh, and what have you, uh, uh, defended one way or the other by uh, Anne Phillips herself, uh, by uh, Tariq Modot in his last lecture, I guess, uh, uh, by uh, Jean-Paul Villain, uh, by Nancy Rosenblum, uh, uh, by Biku Parek, uh, uh, by Jean Bobereau, uh, uh, and all these people uh, uh, stick to this uh, uh, crucial and core uh, meaning of uh, secularism uh, in the sense that a modern uh, liberal democratic state has to be a secular state. Good. Uh, uh, you could uh, discuss... Uh, well... Uh, uh, this is uh, fairly self-evident uh, secularism together with strict separation uh, of church, uh, church and state. Uh, neutrality are quasi-sacred second-order principles. Uh, they are defended by most pro progressive in intellectuals, liberals, republicans, feminists, socialists in politics and in political theory. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, uh, I have to uh, confine my talk uh, uh, on uh, mainly one perspective, uh, but there are four perspectives uh, uh, which uh, uh, you could look at uh, uh, the issue. Uh, first, the perspective of uh, religions. Uh, second, from a broad perspective of cultural secularization, uh, debates about uh, the progressive breakdown of uh, dualist systems of classification in the Christian world, uh, 
this world and the other world, uh, and then this world, again, uh, divided into uh, the religious or sacred world and the secular and the profane uh, world. Uh, uh, I bracket uh, this issue. I guess uh, uh, Casanova will uh, uh, tell something about that uh, uh, in the next uh, lecture. Uh, uh, I say only a bit uh, on uh, uh, social science theories of secularization uh, and focus uh, on uh, political theory. Well, uh, this will be extremely brief, uh, and you may forgive me uh, this. Uh, uh, for a long, uh, uh, societal secularization has been just taken for granted, uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, inevitably connected to processes of modernization. Uh, uh, but uh, for in the last 20 years or so, uh, one finds increasing skepticism with regard at least the first two meanings uh, of the secularization thesis. Uh, the first meaning is uh, a decline of religious beliefs and uh, practices. Uh, uh, it is evident uh, that uh, this does not hold for the so-called rest of the world. Uh, it does also not hold uh, uh, for the United States. The United States would be an anomaly. Uh, uh, it then would hold for Western Europe, but then would be kind of incompatible with the argument of return of uh, religions. Uh, and most people in sociology agree more or less uh, that we should drop uh, this first thesis. Uh, most interestingly, uh, Peter Berger, uh, uh, who first defended the thesis uh, and lately uh, criticized it uh, uh, massively. The second uh, thesis then would focus on uh, secularization as a religious change. And, and then you find uh, uh, usually interchangeable uh, processes of individualization, subjectivization, uh, and or privatization. Uh, uh, then the argument is that uh, a radicalized version of Protestantism uh, uh, is uh, the modern variety of uh, religion and religiosity. Uh, uh, religion not as practice but as belief, uh, uh, the loss of col collective ritual dimensions, uh, 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 mostly voluntary, uh, uh, and a contingent individual choice. Um, uh, subjectivization then would uh, refer to spiritualities. Uh, this is defended even by Charles Taylor uh, uh, in his last uh, book. Uh, uh, now, the, uh, uh, the evidence uh, uh, is uh, very shaky, at least, uh, uh, for those uh, processes. Uh, uh, that may or may not be the case. Uh, it is certainly not generally uh, the case. Yeah. So the hard core of the societal secularization thesis uh, is the... Uh, strict separation of state uh, politics uh, and uh, state and uh, religion. Sorry, state politics and religion. Uh, um, well, uh, uh, if this strict separation uh, is defended, uh, the first uh, argument is uh, it is a myth. Uh, no state uh, with a liberal democratic constitution lives up uh, uh, to this uh, idea. Uh, certainly not France, uh, uh, where people always think uh, you may know that uh, France massively subsidizes Catholic uh, uh, schools uh, and what have you, and by the way, massively interferes in the religious core uh, uh, of uh, uh, religions uh, like Islam. Uh, although the United States uh, uh, clearly don't live up, uh, and Fox has demonstrated that uh, extensively. So uh, if you talk about existing states, uh, there is no strict separation of uh, uh, state from religions. Uh, um, so uh, 
if there is a defensible uh, uh, version of it, uh, uh, one should be much more careful uh, and argue for uh, 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 some threshold, uh, minimal threshold of institutional, organizational, and role differentiation uh, uh, between church, uh, state and churches. Uh, uh, this is uh, uh, phrased often uh, as the two autonomies uh, of state from religions uh, and of uh, religions from the state. Uh, in this sense, uh, uh, a kind of uh, secular state, if you want to call it like that, is no modern uh, Western invention. Uh, it's well known uh, in most empires. Uh, and uh, also, uh, one would have to say that, uh, that the Western development uh, is characterized by a spe specific problem of secularization, uh, because uh, in the Middle Ages, uh, you have this uh, uh, competing uh, absolutist claims of two highly organized uh, uh, bodies, uh, uh, the Catholic Church uh, uh, and the uh, uh, absolutist uh, states claiming jurisdiction uh, over exactly the same uh, 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 fields and areas. So, <clears throat> um, leaving that behind, uh, focusing on the perspective of normative political theory, uh, and here come my central arguments, uh, uh, a morally defensible state has to be a relationally neutral state yeah. neither a secular nor a religious state. Yeah. You also may call that an indifferent state, an agnostic uh, state, uh, or an equidistant uh, state, uh, or whatever. Uh, but it's quite clear uh, that calling the modern state a secular state uh, uh, is uh, a very partisan uh, interpretation uh, of this uh, relational neutrality. Uh, uh, which the state has to guarantee, a liberal state has to guarantee, with regard to all competing comprehensive uh, uh, worldviews uh, whatsoever. Uh, uh, so uh, from that follows, in my uh, own terminology, uh, we should be very careful not uh, to identify liberal and or democratic with secular. Yeah. Uh, Consequence of that uh, is, uh, in my view, the institutional and political priority of uh, liberal democracy, uh, and then have a look uh, uh, which uh, worldviews uh, under which circumstances uh, uh, are favorable uh, and or uh, uh, threat uh, liberal uh, and uh, democratic rights and institutions. <coughs> From uh, this priority follows... Uh, uh, that political theory can be uh, sociologically agnostic. Uh, uh, whether European societies further secularize, sociologically speaking, or more probably don't, or whether highly religious societies don't, is normatively irrelevant, uh, in my view. Uh, and also, if religions would lack, lose, or give up the capacity to organize or raise their voices in public because uh, they subjectivize, spiritualize, uh, or whatever, uh, so be it. That's not a problem uh, for normative political theory. Uh, uh, but they should have fair chances not uh, to be forced uh, to do this. Um, now very brief uh, on uh, uh, contextualizing uh, secularism, uh, where I try to demonstrate uh, why this distinction between uh, liberal and democratic uh, uh, state uh, and secular state uh, is so massively important. Uh, uh, in the first step, historically, uh, 
in the 16th and 17th century, uh, uh, this uh, uh, state, uh, the emerging state, has been an absolutist state. Uh, uh, it has neither been a secular state, uh, uh, nor uh, uh, clearly has it been a liberal state, let alone a democratic state. Uh, um, for reasons of time, I drop uh, a lot of arguments uh, uh, where I tried uh, to demonstrate why that uh, would be the case. Uh, that the uh, outcome of it uh, would be uh, that clearly the modern state uh, uh, had to be domesticated uh, uh, in a first round uh, 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 by uh, liberal uh, uh, rule of law and uh, basic rights uh, over against uh, this uh, Leviathan, uh, and much later, secondly, uh, uh, to be democratized. Uh, uh, which means the modern state uh, has not always been, uh, nor is always, uh, a secular uh, state. Yeah. Uh, in the uh, 19th and 20th century, uh, clearly, um, uh, liberal and democratic uh, states had to be defended uh, against uh, secular states and uh, 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 politics. Uh, racist, nationalist, fascist, totalitarian socialist regimes and ideologies uh, and recently obviously also uh, secularist uh, autocratic uh, uh, states in the Arab uh, region, uh, kleptocratic uh, uh, states, uh, which are secular uh, uh, states and which uh, cause uh, political Islamism uh, uh, to fight for liberalism uh, and for democracy uh, uh, against secularism, uh, which is the specific constellation uh, uh, in this uh, uh, part uh, of uh, our world. Uh, and uh, uh, obviously, uh, uh, recently against uh, uh, fundamentalisms, fundamentalisms uh, of all sorts uh, in uh, politics, uh, Christian, uh, Islamicist, uh, uh, Hindu, uh, and what have you, which are all modern, uh, uh, very modern phenomena. Um, I uh, pull these uh, strands together, uh, 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 call that structural contextualization. Um, uh, liberal democracy has to be defended uh, against different kinds of threats. Yeah. Um, obviously against old and new absolutist totalist uh, religions. Uh, religions uh, who have not learned, uh, painfully learned, uh, uh, that their absolutist uh, truth claims uh, uh, are treated as opinions uh, uh, when it comes to democratic decision-making. Uh, they have to learn that. Uh, uh, we know that uh, especially the Catholic Church uh, had uh, uh, quite some difficulties uh, uh, to do that. Uh, and uh, some people uh, even argue that uh, uh, the Second uh, uh, Vatican Concile uh, uh, is not a real... Uh, uh, sound learning uh, uh, step and maybe uh, uh, can be pulled back again. Yeah. Uh, but uh, second also uh, evident from what I said earlier against secularist totalitarian politics, regimes and ideologies. Uh, uh, third, uh, and this is uh, uh, recently in some countries uh, an intriguing phenomenon, uh, I call it uh, radical, aggressive, secularist, enlightenment uh, philosophers uh, going public. Uh, for instance, in the, in the Netherlands, uh, we have quite some people uh, 
Hamad Phillips, uh, Cliteur, uh, Jonathan Israel, uh, and others uh, uh, who think uh, uh, that uh, uh, only uh, a Spinoza type of uh, uh, foundation uh, is uh, possible in principle uh, for liberalism and uh, democracy. Uh, uh, in the United uh, uh, Kingdom, this is uh, because of uh, uh, the Scottish Enlightenment, uh, uh, you have a different uh, tradition. Uh, and uh, in American ears, uh, this sounds uh, more or less weird, uh, uh, because obviously uh, all founding fathers uh, uh, have been uh, more or less uh, religiously motivated, uh, and it would have been unthinkable uh, that they would call... Uh, uh, their new state uh, a secular uh, or a secularist uh, state. One uh, uh, thing is not often uh, mentioned, uh, uh, therefore I uh, uh, will pause a bit uh, at least uh, and say something about uh, expertocracy, uh, about scientism, professionalism, uh, and uh, uh, terrible term, bureaucratism, uh, uh, which are inherent uh, in uh, modern uh, societies. Uh, um, this threat of expertocracy does not come from attempts to replace religions by competing all-embracing scientific symbolic universes, uh, but from more specialized and field-specific ideologies and practices. It has been analyzed in critical science studies, in critical sociology of professions, and of private and public administration, but it is rarely addressed in debates on secularism. Uh, the main uh, exception uh, uh, is Martha Mino, uh, who has done that uh, very nicely. Uh, experts of all sorts, professionals in education, healthcare, social work, are tempted and are in a structural position to present their internally contested views, diagnosis, and therapies as modern, universal, objective, uh, and neutral truth. Uh, and uh, this uh, uh, threat to uh, democracy is inherently connected uh, uh, to structures of modern societies. Uh, uh, a few words on strategic contextualization. <coughs> uh, obviously, uh, the use of uh, the term uh, uh, secularism uh, uh, is uh, uh, in, in, in strategic arguments uh, very much depends uh, on uh, <coughs> different contexts. For instance, uh, predominant knowledge regimes in the United States uh, versus uh, uh, Western Europe. Uh, uh, Jose Casanova has done that nicely uh, in the United States. Uh, apart from humanities uh, faculties, uh, academia uh, is religious. Uh, uh, and uh, the large part of the population, 70 to 75, uh, uh, are religious. Uh, so if there is any conception of uh, uh, secularism uh, uh, which uh, uh, can be made plausible, it has to be uh, the kind of religious-friendly uh, uh, secularism. Uh, whereas in many European countries, uh, uh, this is uh, uh, radically different. Uh, uh, European academias uh, uh, are uh, uh, secularist uh, and uh, so it may make sense uh, for strategic reasons uh, to argue differently in these countries, uh, one might say. Uh, uh, the second point uh, in <coughs> post-imperialist and post-colonialist contexts. Uh, uh, for instance, uh, in India, uh, uh, as you know, uh, the uh, Indian constitution is uh, quite vague uh, with regard uh, to uh, using the term 
secularism. Uh, some people like Smith argue uh, that the term secular state uh, does not appear in the Indian constitution. Uh, Rajiv Bhargava uh, uh, claims uh, uh, that it does. Uh, I'm not an expert in this, uh, uh, but it is quite clear uh, uh, that Nehru himself has been convinced uh, uh, that uh, India would need a secular state uh, in order to enable uh, peacefully living together uh, uh, of Hindus uh, and Muslims. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, this uh, attempt massively backfired uh, uh, in Indian history uh, uh, because uh, secularism could be perceived uh, as a Western imposition, uh, uh, part of imperialism. Yeah. Uh, and recently in India you have uh, many people uh, who massively resist uh, the use of secularism uh, because they say uh, 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 people from different religions uh, uh, for centuries uh, lived peacefully together uh, uh, without any secularism terminology. Uh, and secularism in India uh, uh, produced uh, Hindu uh, nationalism uh, and other kinds of. Uh, nasty things which are uh, clearly very modern uh, phenomena. Um, the same would be uh, uh, true for Iran uh, and especially for uh, uh, Arab states. Uh, Elizabeth Shankland uh, Hurst has, has studied that uh, nicely that in these contexts uh, uh, the use of secularism uh, uh, language uh, uh, is uh, uh, polluted uh, by secularist regimes uh, which are neither liberal uh, nor democratic. Yeah. And uh, uh, opposition uh, uh, is uh, usually uh, political Islam, uh, uh, which uh, uh, does not use, obviously, secularism uh, language, but uh, uh, fights for uh, their own varieties uh, of basic rights uh, and uh, democracy. Yeah. Uh, if you take the Turkish case, uh, it is ev evident uh, that uh, uh, these religious parties uh, which uh, uh, are, have been banned uh, or are in the process of being banned uh, uh, massively contributed uh, uh, to uh, democratize uh, uh, the Kemalist uh, authoritarian uh, uh, type of uh, modern state uh, in Turkey. Um, in established Western uh, liberal uh, democracies, uh, uh, we see similar de uh, debates uh, among Muslims in the West. Uh, uh, if uh, Western states, uh, quite massively France, uh, but also interestingly uh, uh, the United States, the U.S. Department uh, in 2003 uh, had a Muslim world outreach uh, uh, program uh, in order to uh, stimulate what they see uh, as a moderate, uh, a liberal, uh, and a democratic uh, Islam. Uh, if this is going on, uh, and is going on, under the spell of securitization, then you can expect, on the one hand, uh, that uh, uh, Muslim uh, intellectuals uh, also uh, uh, feel pressed uh, to use uh, secularism language. Uh, for instance, in France, quite massively. Uh, then uh, uh, they have to uh, uh, attack laïcité de combat uh, uh, and uh, be in favor of laïcité ouverte or laïcité plurielle. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, importantly, many Muslim uh, intellectuals resist to use uh, the 
the language of secularism because they say uh, uh, we are religious people uh, and we defend for religious reasons uh, uh, basic rights uh, uh, and uh, democracy. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you uh, sum it up, um, I, I, sh I should say more on, about Turkey, but uh, uh, I may do that uh, if you are interested uh, in the debate. Uh, uh, you could say, on the one hand, uh, uh, strategic flexibility uh, uh, is what we need. Uh, so if Tariq, uh, uh, for instance, thinks uh, uh, that uh, using uh, moderate secularism uh, in the uh, British context uh, is a good idea, uh, uh, one could say, okay, well, uh, as far as it goes, uh, uh, you can do that. Uh, uh, and uh, for the same reason, more massively, uh, uh, if French intellectuals uh, 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 try to get rid of this idea of uh, uh, laicité de combat, uh, uh, they have to uh, develop their own concepts of secularism uh, in order to uh, enable the French state uh, uh, to uh, give more uh, uh, weight uh, to not only uh, uh, internal uh, freedom of religion, uh, but external uh, freedoms of uh, religion uh, and also not uh, so massively intervene uh, uh, in a Jacobin uh, type of uh, intervention uh, into uh, religions, uh, uh, especially uh, in the process of uh, building this uh, uh, Muslim council uh, eventually in 2003. Uh, uh, but on the other hand, uh, I guess uh, there are uh, limits uh, uh, to this strategic flexibility and one should uh, take this argument seriously uh, uh, because uh, on the one hand uh, you uh, uh, always take the risk uh, that you do not talk about uh, what we should talk about uh, namely uh, 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 do these groups uh, uh, defend uh, the rule of law uh, uh, basic rights like uh, uh, due process rights, uh, 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 basic rights to security uh, uh, and some others, uh, uh, and uh, much more demanding uh, uh, equal respect uh, and uh, democratic political rights. This is what we should talk about. Uh, uh, we should not talk about uh, whether this is secular uh, uh, or uh, religious or whatever, uh, because uh, that doesn't matter. Uh, uh, at stake is uh, uh, their commitment, uh, uh, all commitments, uh, uh, to behave in a minimally decent uh, and moral way. Uh, and, um, and the other uh, uh, thing is, so it distracts uh, uh, the debates from what we should talk about, uh, and uh, it uh, increases uh, the malleability uh, of the secular, secularism con uh, uh, concept, uh, because uh, all people uh, from all different uh, camps uh, using the same term uh, uh, meaning something completely different uh, by it. Uh, that does not clarify uh, and quite often uh, uh, you create uh, the wrong strategic constellations. Uh, uh, for instance, in, uh, in France uh, and also the European Social Forum, uh, nicely analyzed uh, by Tim Peace, uh, uh, they said, uh, uh, look, you can cooperate with us only uh, if you, uh, young Muslims, uh, 
before you enter the room, uh, uh, declare uh, that you do not uh, uh, stick to Islamic identities or whatever. Uh, uh, so you cannot build up uh, coalitions uh, uh, if you use uh, this kind of uh, ridiculous idea that you uh, uh, do not focus uh, on common issues, uh, uh, but you ask as an entry ticket uh, a kind of uh, uh, declaration of belief in secularism. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I uh, shortly recapitulate uh, now. Uh, um, I uh, try to make plausible that, uh, that there are three important ways of being a secularist in normative theory, which I all reject. Uh, uh, the first and most important one is uh, uh, we should not uh, call liberal and democratic states and institutions secular ones. This is the main problem. Uh, the second one is uh, uh, reason restraints in public debate. Uh, uh, and the third one is uh, justification uh, of uh, uh, basic rights, uh, of uh, uh, liberal rights uh, and democratic rights and uh, institutions. Uh, now I turn uh, to the uh, justificatory uh, aspects uh, of uh, secularism. And here I... Uh, this is uh, absolutely not original, uh, what I'm doing. Uh, it's uh, very nicely done by Rajiv Bhargava in uh, 1998. Uh, uh, I focus on so-called first-order justifications uh, of uh, uh, these rights and institutions uh, uh, with reference to substantive uh, values. Yeah. So not procedurally, but substantively, yeah. arguing uh, that... Uh, uh, the rule of law, uh, basic security, uh, uh, basic uh, subsistence uh, uh, require uh, ethical uh, secularism. Uh, this is the most uh, strong uh, version of secularism on this first uh, order level. Uh, uh, there the argument uh, is... Uh, only if we stick to what uh, uh, Rawls later on calls comprehensive moral liberalism uh, uh, with a strong focus on autonomy, uh, free choice, uh, and rational uh, revisability, uh, uh, we can uh, seriously uh, justify uh, uh, these rights. Uh, now, Rawls himself uh, 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 belatedly more uh, clearly uh, distances uh, uh, his uh, political uh, liberalism from this position because that's a clearly perfectionist uh, uh, idea uh, which imposes one specific uh, way of the good life uh, on all people uh, in liberal democratic uh, uh, states, uh, uh, which would be massively uh, unfair. Uh, so uh, the second step uh, would be uh, then we go to political or second-order uh, secularism. Uh, there we say we, we would not want to do that, uh, so we are not ethical uh, secularists, uh, uh, but uh, we have to be uh, uh, secularists uh, in the following way. And uh, uh, here I have to take a bit more time um, <coughs> to explain my uh, two main misgivings uh, with this position. Um, the first, uh, again, is uh, political secularism uh, uh, covers much too much 
has much too uh, uh, many uh, meanings. Uh, political secularism uh, uh, ranges uh, from fairly minimal uh, to fairly comprehensive. Uh, uh, you have to make your choices. First, uh, legal secularism, uh, the two autonomies of uh, state from church and uh, uh, church from state, uh, without any more demanding decent liberal or democratic rights and institutions. Yeah. This option is defended uh, by uh, so-called realists like Hunter uh, and Saunders. Uh, in this sense, we all uh, should be uh, uh, legal uh, secularists or political secularists. Uh, the second uh, one is uh, legal autonomy uh, and decent morality without further liberal or democratic uh, demands. Uh, that would mean uh, uh, people would not have to subscribe uh, uh, to equal uh, respect and concern. Uh, this is the uh, uh, crucial dividing line. Uh, they should accept uh, some decent respect and concern. Terminology is uh, Rawls uh, uh, in international relations. Uh, uh, massively contested, uh, uh, obviously. Uh, the third one <coughs> would be minimal liberal democratic morality, um, uh, equal respect and concern, uh, anti-discrimination and what have you, and thin political autonomy uh, without further going rational revisibility demands. Then you have uh, political autonomy and moral autonomy uh, linked to rational revisibility requirements. This more comprehensive moral theory still allows for competing thick ethical ways of a good life and may therefore legitimately be called political secularism. Uh, but the variety uh, and scope of acceptable ways of a good life is much more restricted and less exemptions and accommodations will be tolerated. Uh, and eventually, uh, you have the most demanding uh, conception, uh, which you can call uh, compre comprehensive pluralist versions uh, of secularism, Rajiv uh, Bhargava, an ethos of uh, pluralism, uh, as you find it uh, in William Connolly uh, or Charles Taylor. Now, uh, uh, if you call all these things uh, uh, political secularism, uh, uh, you cannot just clearly state your arguments uh, why we should defend what uh, and for which reasons. Uh, uh, so you get, uh, uh, again, this catch-all argument, uh, we have to be political secularists. Yeah. Uh, the second, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> the second argument uh, uh, is that it is very difficult uh, to prevent uh, what I call spillover effects into second-order justifications uh, uh, in this argument. Uh, and uh, here I hope that I can find it. Uh, uh, I forgot to write the. No, no. Hmm. Yeah, here we go. Um, and here I refer to uh, uh, Anne Phillips' uh, piece uh, in uh, the small booklet uh, uh, edited by Tariq Modot in 1996, I guess, or 1997. Yeah. Um, the problem is the following. Huh? If a secular morality cannot be fair, we seem to be caught in a trap, forced to choose between two equally miserable imperialisms. Uh, on the one hand, triumphant secularism, uh, 
like the Turkish uh, uh, Supreme Court quote, uh, uh, and on the other hand, uh, uh, troubling triumphalism by those who believed religion had a monopoly on moral concerns. Uh, and now I quote, uh, and Phillips, uh, secularism occupies a dual location in this kind of debate. Those who do not follow any of uh, the world's religions are by definition secular in their beliefs, when secularism speaks on behalf of these non-believers, it speaks on a par with the spokespeople of Anglicans, Catholics, Muslims, or Jews. But secularism also presents itself as the solution, after all, other voices have spoken. Uh, for in arguing for a separation between church and state, uh, and so on, uh, uh, this should be the solution. And now, uh, again, quote, this looks suspiciously like a sleight of hand, uh, and that's the worry. Uh, now, that we should really take seriously. Uh, and now I quote why Anne herself uh, thinks uh, uh, she had to defend the secular morality. Uh, and this reads as follows. Uh, the only approach that can even approximately uh, approximate equality of treatment uh, uh, <coughs> between those who hold different beliefs, uh, uh, the interests of democratic equality uh, cannot be well served by practices that privilege one uh, church over the other, uh, and so on. The difficulty remains that any way of formulating this puts it in the framework of a secular solution. Uh, but the secular separation of church from state is still the closest we can get, uh, and later on, equality is one of the crucial principles of uh, modern democracy, uh, and again, this is uh, the secular solution. Uh, uh, because uh, we cannot think uh, about equality uh, other ways. Uh, now, I guess uh, uh, this is, uh, uh, first of all, uh, historically not correct, because uh, uh, many religions uh, uh, have moral sources uh, uh, and do that uh, uh, quite massively uh, to articulate uh, uh, equality. Uh, uh, this is true for uh, uh, Christianity, especially uh, early uh, Christianity. This is uh, uh, true for uh, uh, Islam, uh, uh, as demonstrated by Laila Ahmed and many others. Uh, uh, so uh, it is uh, historically not true, uh, and it is also unfair uh, uh, with regard uh, uh, to uh, those religious people uh, who find religious arguments uh, in favor of uh, uh, equality. Uh, and one should not just say either, uh, yeah. and this is what I mean uh, when I say uh, uh, you uh, slip uh, over into second order uh, uh, justifications, uh, because then you would say, uh, well, on, on a first order level, uh, that might be true, uh, but it is certainly not stable, uh, because uh, uh, they don't have uh, uh, the adequate second order uh, justifications for it. Yeah. Um, I skip uh, my, my own preferred uh, strategies uh, because that would be another talk uh, so I don't explain to you uh, minimal morality uh, and minimal liberal uh, morality yeah. um, now uh, second order justifications um, and I run through that also uh, uh, very quickly uh, uh, I follow uh, Charles Taylor mainly uh, in this uh, uh, Independent political ethics mode, uh, historically uh, developed by uh, Hugo de Groot, uh, Bale, Spinoza, massively, and Kant, uh, recently still defended uh, uh, by Habermas, even in his latest uh, uh, writings, uh, 
requires full agreement on secular political principles and on the grounds for justification uh, that have to be secular and rational too. Uh, this is rationalism uh, as the only sound foundation uh, of uh, uh, liberalism and uh, uh, democracy. Yeah. Uh, the second strategy is uh, uh, a common ground strategy, historically developed by Pufendorf, Locke, Leibniz, uh, but uh, also by Gandhi uh, and recently by Hans Küng. Uh, uh, it leans on all existing religions uh, and aims at the state which is even-handed uh, with regard uh, to uh, uh, religious communities, equidistant from them, uh, rather than one where religious reasons play no other role. Uh, uh, this, uh, oh, I didn't give you the argument why this uh, rationalist uh, argument breaks down. Uh, uh, I owe you that. Uh, you may ask uh, for that later on. Uh, um, uh, the main argument you can also find in Rawls, uh, uh, in my view. Uh, 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 what, what tells is uh, that we agree uh, on the principles uh, of political liberalism. Uh, uh, we need not agree, uh, and we don't have chances to agree uh, uh, on the reasons uh, why we are in favor uh, of liberalism. Uh, this is much too much uh, asked. Uh, we uh, cannot achieve it. Uh, in the argument, this is my own argument, uh, uh, that uh, the deeper down uh, we get, uh, the more consensus uh, we will find uh, is absolutely misgiven. Uh, uh, we uh, dissent uh, on meta-ethical uh, issues uh, uh, as much as on foundations of principles, uh, and uh, happily uh, we live in a world uh, where uh, at least we uh, can agree on some basic uh, moral principles. Yeah. Uh, so this argument, uh, especially Habermas' argument, uh, uh, which can only be understood uh, against the German uh, uh, context, uh, uh, that democracy is shaky uh, uh, if we cannot demonstrate that uh, it is based in the nature of language uh, uh, and that we are constructed uh, uh, in principle as uh, linguistic beings uh, uh, for democracy. Uh, uh, this is his response uh, uh, to uh, German uh, national socialism, uh, uh, but it is a weak response, uh, as weak as uh, traditional nat natural uh, uh, law theories, uh, natural rights theories, or whatever. Sorry. See, that, uh, uh, that, that brings me into trouble. Uh, I shouldn't do that anymore. Uh, uh, so there are uh, two more uh, to go. Uh, an overlapping consensus. This is Rawls' uh, uh, strategy I just uh, explained. Uh, 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 it's excellent if people agree on principles uh, and we should not ask uh, 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 agreement on foundations of principles uh, because we will never be uh, able to achieve that under conditions of reasonable pluralism. Uh, uh, but Rawls uh, 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 would be a long story. My, my argument is... Uh, the later, uh, uh, the less uh, uh, you find secular uh, uh, restraints uh, in his uh, theory. Uh, uh, first, he defended uh, that in public talk, uh, uh, particularly when it comes uh, to judges and so on, uh, uh, we should uh, use only secular arguments. Uh, later on, he says, no, no, that has been a mistake. Uh, we should uh, public use public uh, reason arguments. Uh, can be religious ones, can be secular ones, uh, should be uh, understandable uh, uh, to others, uh, 
uh, and uh, that uh, enough. But if you take that uh, argument really seriously uh, and you allow for much more uh, dissent and contestation uh, than Rawls uh, does, uh, you end up with what I call moderately agonistic uh, democracy. Uh, uh, Because uh, uh, our agreements on principles uh, uh, do not prevent uh, massive disagreements uh, on Uh, weighing and interpreting uh, uh, principles. Uh, So we have to uh, partly shift attention uh, uh, from principles uh, uh, to civic and democratic virtues, uh, which enable uh, uh, peaceful and uh, uh, democratic uh, uh, ways of dealing with each other. So uh, where do I end up? Uh, uh, Priority for uh, liberal democracy. Uh, uh, two main points. Uh, First point, uh, freedoms of political communication uh, on the one hand uh, versus this uh, secularism uh, and post-Rawlsian reason restraints. So there are many, many people, especially in deliberative democracy uh, uh, theories, uh, which still stick uh, uh, to the argument uh, that uh, uh, we should not only try to give understandable uh, uh, reasons, Uh, uh, but uh, uh, we are allowed uh, to use only those uh, uh, reasons uh, which uh, then pass uh, more or less massive rationalist tests. Uh, Piku Parekh has uh, uh, nicely demonstrated uh, uh, what's wrong with uh, uh, reasons reducing uh, to rationality uh, or to propositionally stated arguments. Uh, uh, We should not do that. And particularly, uh, we should uh, uh, be in favor uh, of the most extensive uh, uh, use of freedoms of political communication. Uh, uh, It should uh, uh, not be allowable uh, for the Turkish Supreme Court uh, 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 to use secularism uh, uh, arguments uh, uh, to forbid political parties. Uh, The American Supreme Court has, uh, uh, in my view, the most consistent ruling in this uh, regard. I come from a country, Germany, uh, uh, where the Supreme Court uh, also uh, massively intervenes uh, uh, in the internal structure of political parties, uh, banning communist parties, banning uh, socialist parties, uh, and what have you, uh, instead of saying there should be one place at least uh, uh, in democracies Uh, where uh, people are uh, free to debate uh, all relevant issues. uh, And the limits uh, of this debate uh, are the traditional uh, limits of freedom of speech, uh, but narrowly interpreted. Uh, And the second uh, uh, thing uh, is uh, the focus of uh, agonistic democracy uh, clearly should be anti-paternalist decision-making. So whatever uh, philosophers... uh, Experts, professionals uh, say uh, that uh, uh, it's in your real interest, uh, uh, your real needs, uh, instead of your uh, misgiven, uh, badly informed, uh, manipulated or whatever uh, interests. When it comes to decision-making, it should be your uh, uh, opinion and not uh, the opinion of philosophers uh, and all uh, others. Uh, So this is the hard core of... uh, Uh, priority for liberal uh, democracy. Uh, In my book, uh, I try uh, to spell out uh, uh, 
what that means uh, in many, many uh, areas, cases, uh, uh, especially give institutional detail uh, uh, to this argument, uh, why I think that associative democracy uh, uh, has uh, some important advantages compared to other approaches. Thank you, and uh, apologies for uh, talking too long. Thank you very much. Now, we have um, just over half an hour for discussion, and I'm going to abuse my position of chair since I was mentioned in the talk and ask the first question. Um, and uh, what I'm puzzled by is that it's uh, – you, you can either sit here or stand there, okay. whichever you prefer. <laughs> what I'm puzzled by is um, to what extent your argument is a kind of is, – is really taking issue with secularism and to what extent it's taking issue with the um, different kind of abuses of – of the term or of the word, because, I mean, you, you say uh, it's a mistake to equate liberal democracy with secularism because there have been liberal democracies that actually aren't in any significant way secular, and there are secular uh, regimes that you couldn't describe as liberal democratic. And you say in relation to my own very loose uh, formulation that uh, the separation of church from state is secular, you say in relation to that, well, there have been lots of religions that that accept that separation. So, but, you know, but say we agree to all of that, that there's been a lot of abuse of the term. It does seem to me that your, your substantive position is very close to what people, many people understand by secularism. So that, would be, that would be nice uh, if that okay. would be the case, but uh, the way to clarify it uh, is not to focus uh, on uh, whether you are a secularist uh, or not, uh, but on uh, what I called uh, uh, the substantive issues. Uh, so uh, uh, you are in favor of uh, equality. Then uh, we obviously have to discuss which kind of equality. Uh, then, then we start equality before the law, and then we use more substantive concepts uh, of equality, uh, equality of opportunities, uh, uh, and uh, what have you. Uh, uh, and we should focus on, on this. Uh, uh, and my view is uh, uh, that uh, if, we, if we claim uh, that only secular arguments uh, or secularist paradigms uh, enable us uh, uh, to clarify this issue, uh, uh, this, is, uh, this is just an implausible claim. Uh, uh, look, uh, uh, secularists uh, uh, did so many things, uh, so many weird things. Huh? Uh, and uh, some also so uh, many good things, uh, as uh, religious people did. Uh, massive fights against slavery uh, have been clearly motivated uh, uh, by uh, uh, Christianity. Yeah. And uh, so see what, what, what my point would be. Uh, if we agree, and uh, that's, that's the funny thing of the, all those debates uh, uh, that uh, I do agree with uh, uh, Tariq uh, and with uh, uh, Rajiv and, and with you on, on most issues, not on all, but uh, on most substantive issues. Uh, um, but I, I think it uh, doesn't make uh, really sense uh, uh, to debate these issues uh, uh, in terms of secularism. Okay, well, we'll give other people yeah, a chance yeah. to debate. Uh, when you raise your hand, could you just um, wait till the microphone comes to you? Um, and uh, also, uh, could you, so if you can, uh, this is the first person here, and could you just say who you are before you ask your question? 
I'll try and make it briefer than I made mine. Sorry. <laughs> that has been fairly brief. <laughs> I'm George Ross. Like Humpty Dumpty, we can define the concepts as we want, and hence confusion. I suggest that one could define secularism as a meta-ideology which advocates that the public space should be ideology-free, in other words, free of an official overarching ideology. And in this concept, ideology, I include both secular, both uh, temporal and spiritual ideologies. Following, if you like, uh, Emilio Gentile's definition of political religions. So by this definition, the Nazi state and the communist state were not secular states because they had an official overarching ideology. Now, with this definition of secularism, I fail to see in today's world a state which is not secular and which is a liberal democracy. Perhaps I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I had no time to, or uh, I didn't take the chance uh, to speak to this issue. Uh, what religions do have to learn uh, is the same what philosophers uh, do have to learn. Uh, their absolutist truth claims uh, uh, have to be treated in uh, politics uh, as I said uh, opinions yeah. that means uh, that, that uh, they have to uh, deal with uh, uh, this uh, intrinsic paradox how it is possible uh, uh, to raise religious uh, absolutist claims and at the same time accept uh, that we live in a type of society uh, where if we do that uh, we kill each other uh, uh, so we, we have to find common ground uh, which then uh, uh, cannot be defined by one of these competing uh, overarching uh, uh, ideologies. Uh, Gentile's uh, argument uh, that uh, uh, the Nazis had a, uh, are a political religion, uh, uh, you can say that or you can say that uh, political theology uh, uh, I try to uh, restrict my concept of uh, religion uh, in, a, in a sense uh, uh, that I stick uh, uh, to the uh, basic uh, uh, distinction between immanent uh, and transcendent. Uh, uh, so I also do not talk about civic religions. Uh, so I don't use the Durkheimian uh, uh, concept of religion, uh, uh, which uh, enables you to call all and everything uh, uh, religion. And in my view, that is uh, not such a good idea. Um, Paul Kelly, Government Department at LSE. Um, one, can, one can go on sort of thinking of other versions of secularism that, that perhaps don't fall in your, um, on, on the problem side of your, of, of your analysis. But I, I think there was one, one area where, where I was particularly interested, especially because of your talk about rules. I mean, what, one of the things that, that one can draw from, say, the American experience is that um, constitutional secularism insofar as it is secularism involves a separation between church and state. Now you've been talking largely about 
um, the problem of religious language and religious discourse and the truth claims of religion and so on. But another, another way of looking at the problem of secularism is a conflict, a political conflict of different authorities. And a, a secular state in that sense might be a state that, that, that um, has a non-establishment clause, doesn't have an established religion. And I suspect that that's actually what's driving the Rawlsian project. That's actually what's driving some of the concerns of people who want to defend modern or the relationship between secularism and liberalism. It has much more to do with the division of political responsibility in the public realm rather than purging different um, speech claims or truth claims yeah. and so on because the political is not the same as the terrain in which we settle questions about what's true. Yeah, full agreement, uh, uh, except that uh, uh, look, uh, if I talk about the two autonomies yeah. uh, uh, from uh, state uh, and uh, uh, church and the other way around, uh, uh, there is uh, an institutional differentiation in, uh, uh, implied uh, because state institutions are independent uh, of uh, religious institutions and the other way around. Uh, uh, there is a, a role differentiation uh, uh, implied uh, 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 but this, uh, this argument that uh, constitutional separation uh, means, uh, and that is what I referred to uh, in the beginning, strict separation, uh, this is misguided. Uh, uh, because uh, most people, uh, Rawls included, uh, uh, if they talk about uh, what does this separation mean, uh, they are not at all uh, uh, such strict separationists. Uh, Strict separationists, for instance, uh, uh, would clearly be opposed uh, uh, to spending any public money uh, uh, to religions uh, and faith-based organizations. Uh, now, you refer to the United States. Uh, uh, all uh, uh, liberal constitutional states uh, guarantee tax exemptions uh, uh, to religions, uh, and all liberal states, including the United States, uh, 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 do fund with public money uh, religious schools, uh, the United States uh, since 2001, uh, the Selman ruling, uh, uh, indirect via vouchers, uh, but nevertheless, uh, uh, all others uh, except Italy and uh, Bulgaria uh, uh, do it. Uh, and it seems uh, that at least in the view of these constitutional lawyers, uh, uh, this is compatible uh, uh, with uh, the constitutional regime of non-establishment or uh, separation. But, but it's non-establishment. That's the key. Sure, sure. Uh, okay. Anne Hunter, um, somebody who's trying to be a secularist in the UK. Um, a couple of negative points about that and one positive. Um, I think the fact that as a, an ex-BBC journalist, we're still trying to get somebody who is not religious allowed on thought for the day shows how far away we are from triumphant secularism in this country and how unfair the playing field still is. On faith schools, interestingly, I was recently at a seminar, um, part of the Temple Church, um, and they had four speakers of great eminence, one of whom was the Archbishop uh, of, uh, the Anglican Archbishop of Belfast, and he and Grayling were hand in glove being against faith schools because of the divisions that they create. So there can be unanimity between faith and secularism on such an important point. To me, one of the few examples of where the UK have got it right was on the recent 
debate and vote in Parliament on abortion and stem cell research. Over the years, many of them, as you can see, I am well retired, um, what I've found is that, and this is my real philosophical point to you, I suppose, that if it was a theocracy, right, there would be an imposition of a law which would mean that many women would end up going to backstreet abortionists. Here is a case where, as I see it, the secularism of Westminster allowed a free vote. And that is why, although I've listened, I hope, with an open mind, I see your position as as fence-sitting because I believe that Why I'm a secularist is it gives a frame within which religious people can have freedom. I don't see it works the other way around. This is exactly the same argument uh, Anne Phillips made. And uh, first of all, uh, that uh, religions do not live up uh, uh, to even-handedness in their own approach uh, uh, when it comes to, I don't know, uh, thought of the day, uh, uh, but uh, that would be, for instance, uh, to my knowledge in Germany, uh, uh, well, nobody would care. So, uh, uh, obviously, why not? Uh, 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 they, they are involved in ethical councils uh, and all the way that they debate with, with all and everybody. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, is, is that uh, dominated by the Anglican Church, uh, and uh, they don't allow, uh, or? No, the BBC certainly isn't dominated by the Anglican Church, but interestingly, I mean, as I say, I worked in the organisation as a journalist for 15 yeah, years, yeah. but interestingly, I think they think they're reflecting society. You'd have to ask them, but I know the National Secular Society and the B- British Humanist Association, of which I'm members of both, have mm. been campaigning for years. Yeah. So you'd have to ask the BBC governors. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I agree, I find yeah. it ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the argument with regard to faith uh, schools uh, and public financing. Uh, uh, clearly, uh, uh, not all religions uh, uh, are in favor of uh, uh, public funding of their own schools. Uh, orthodox uh, 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 streams uh, usually uh, don't accept any money from the state. Uh, orthodox Jews don't. Uh, uh, orthodox uh, uh, because the state is evil, you know, uh, uh, and uh, uh, you, uh, you have to separate yourself as far as possible uh, uh, from this evil institution uh, and don't accept money because accepting money uh, always has uh, a kind, uh, according to the public trust theory, uh, then uh, you have an inroad no? uh, because if we spend public money, uh, then we start to scrutinize you, uh, to control you, uh, and uh, we uh, want to moderate uh, uh, and what have you. Uh, uh, so my argument is not uh, uh, that we should uh, be uh, per se uh, uh, in favor of public uh, uh, money for uh, religious schools. Uh, it is only that, uh, and that is what I do extensively in my book, uh, if systems allow uh, uh, public funding for some religious schools, as almost all do, uh, then they should do that even-handedly and equally. Uh, So it's a scandal that in the UK uh, uh, it took so much time uh, 
before now now you have kind of five or, or, or six uh, Muslim primary schools or so. Uh, uh, whereas uh, uh, your public schools are actually Anglican schools, uh, and uh, so massive amounts of money uh, go into it. Yeah. Uh, look, in the Netherlands, uh, uh, we have a, a school system uh, also in uh, uh, Flanders, uh, uh, which uh, uh, massively uh, finances uh, uh, pedagogical schools like uh, Montessori, uh, Pestalozzi, and what have you, uh, uh, and uh, all religious schools. Uh, and this system, uh, on the basis of equal treatment, uh, allowed uh, uh, the build-up uh, of uh, many, many Muslim schools. Uh, we have now uh, 53 or so uh, primary schools. Uh, there is much more demand, uh, but they have difficulties uh, to organize it. And so uh, this is the argument. Uh, you can fully, consistently argue for uh, we should not have uh, publicly funded religious schools. That makes sense. Uh, I would not be in favor of it. I think there are m many excellent reasons uh, uh, to do it differently, but that's a, that's a political issue. That does not have anything to do with morality. Yeah. Uh, last thing, uh, theocracy. Huh? Theocracy means uh, uh, that religions do not accept uh, the two autonomies. Yeah. Uh, uh, and this type of uh, religions uh, is absolutely incompatible uh, uh, with a liberal state uh, and a democratic state. Uh, uh, that should be quite clear. Uh, this is part of this, what I call, painful learning process uh, of uh, religions. Uh, and, uh, but uh, the, the important uh, political thing nowadays is this process uh, uh, is going on, uh, not only uh, in so-called Christian de denominations, uh, uh, but uh, uh, Muslims have uh, actually historically much better starting position uh, uh, in it. Uh, and for purely political reasons, uh, uh, they had uh, difficulties uh, to develop democracies, uh, and not for uh, reasons of uh, the Quran or uh, uh, their uh, legal schools uh, or Muslim uh, theology or whatever, uh, because uh, in a comparative perspective, I'm convinced they have the better chances. Uh, in this regard for learning. Okay. Thank you. Uh, John Maidley. Um, I think you said that uh, Fox decided that uh, there was not a single liberal democratic state which, was, which fully met the, uh, the requirements of separation of church and state. Actually, he does say that the United States counts as zero on all, all of, uh, unless the, the new book uh, has actually changed that. And clearly there is a change ongoing in the United States. Um, the United States, after all, started as the first attempt, sort of heroic attempt, as one might see it, of, of the construction of a secular state. It, was, it predates uh, any French attempt. Um, I'm just wondering whether or not you would uh, welcome the changes that have been made, not least under the Bush uh, presidency. You already referred to the, uh, one of the things about funding of uh, of religious schools, would you also think that the United States ought also to, res uh, to um, relax the ban on the teaching of religion in public schools? I think consistency requires that perhaps you should. Yeah. Um, uh, first of all, 
they, uh, when it comes to uh, schooling, uh, uh, they uh, uh, try to be as consistently secular uh, as possible. Uh, they never have been completely uh, because they financed uh, school books uh, and, and busing and those kinds of things. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, fairly recently, uh, uh, this, uh, this has been changed. Now, uh, I, I do not say and I do not defend in my book the position uh, uh, that for reasons of fairness uh, or whatever, uh, a state uh, would have to finance uh, uh, religious schools. This is not my position. Uh, uh, if states do, then they should do even-handedly. Uh, uh, and the rest is, uh, uh, if uh, uh, states uh, do have uh, uh, public schools, uh, publicly funded only uh, systems, then they should allow uh, uh, additional uh, opportunities uh, either uh, uh, in schools or uh, 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 outside schools uh, for religious instruction. Uh, that's it. Uh, uh, but the same schools also uh, uh, should pluralize uh, their religious education uh, and they should pluralize uh, uh, all other uh, uh, courses and subjects uh, with regard uh, to implicit religious majority bias, uh, uh, which is predominant in most school books. Uh, and uh, so uh, uh, then one goes uh, uh, quite a long way. Uh, uh, and uh, I, I uh, look, uh, my, my argument in the book and also in the UK uh, is uh, if public schools uh, would live up uh, to these requirements of pluralizing uh, education, uh, the claims uh, for uh, uh, religious schools uh, and public funding of religious schools uh, would theoretically and empirically be much uh, less uh, because then people would say, okay, uh, uh, these are excellent schools, huh? uh, as neutral as possible, uh, uh, and we have our opportunities for religious instruction, uh, uh, and nobody uh, uh, starts uh, public lessons with uh, uh, prayer uh, uh, and what have you, uh, uh, and then uh, uh, this would be a different game. Thank you. Uh, Iran Yudi, unaffiliated. Um, first of all, just a small comment. At least in Israel, Orthodox Jews have absolutely no problem getting, taking money from the state for their schools. Um, I'm, I'm not there sure are, about there are, I'm convinced there are Orthodox Jews in uh, Israel who, who don't accept any money from A small state. minority. A small minority. Yes. A small, small radical Orthodox minority. <laughs> okay. Um, to, to, to better understand your, your normative point, um, I do understand that um, secularism is, is certainly not um, synonymous with liberal democracy and that in, in your view the liberal democracy should take priority over secularism wherever there is tension. But in the context of a, of a um, strongly liberal uh, democracy, do you have any normative issue with the, with, with the kind of secularism um, that um, has a status agnostic towards religion? I mean, the analogy that I was thinking of is, uh, think about how Western societies treat vegetarianism, or if you want to be a little less charitable, um, astrology. Right? The state doesn't have a strong opinion, it doesn't have any opinion for or against, even though individuals might bring their vegetarian um, you know, point, worldview into political debates. Right? Do you have any normative issue with a state that uh, is completely agnostic to religion, or, or do you prefer to see some recognition, accommodation of religion within state institutions? Yeah. 
Well, uh, uh, thank you for this uh, uh, question because my book is on religious accommodation uh, uh, and uh, uh, clearly uh, uh, states, uh, if we stick to our constitutions, uh, uh, state have to massively uh, accommodate uh, religions because that's part and parcel uh, of uh, meaningful uh, religious freedom, uh, uh, which is... Uh, uh, in all international covenants uh, uh, and in most uh, uh, constitutions uh, uh, a strongly uh, uh, embedded right. That means uh, uh, that uh, uh, state institutions uh, uh, have also internally uh, uh, to, uh, uh, to accommodate. Uh, uh, for instance, uh, you have that in Britain and we had that uh, uh, in the Netherlands and, uh, and Philips knows uh, more about uh, it than it, uh, me because you had this uh, European project. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, if uh, uh, you want to have a, a kind of pluralized uh, police force uh, 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 and if you want to have uh, 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 people, uh, immigrants uh, from uh, uh, Muslim backgrounds uh, uh, in your police force, uh, uh, then you have an option. Huh? Uh, uh, you say, okay, uh, uh, they have to, uh, we have one type of uniform and that's it. Uh, or you say, yeah, well, uh, we fiddle uh, uh, imaginatively uh, with this uniform. They have to be recognizable, uh, uh, but they uh, may uh, wear away. Well, that's what uh, the UK did, uh, uh, what the Netherlands did, uh, um, and what, in my view, should be done. Uh, uh, the same in, in many areas. Huh? If you have state schools, uh, uh, and if you have the idea of state schools only, uh, uh, then you should have halal food uh, uh, and kosher food, uh, and Vega food uh, uh, and all and everything, uh, because otherwise uh, uh, you make it impossible for people uh, uh, to stick their, to their uh, uh, concept of uh, uh, religious practices uh, uh, and what is required from them. Uh, uh, and that goes very far. Huh? Uh, that those are just uh, two examples. Uh, the difficult things are uh, changing uh, cultures of organization, uh, which also are uh, biased by uh, concepts of uh, uh, religion. Thank you. My name is Naim Formule and uh, by the way, I need the answer for your, your questions. Uh, I didn't tell you. Uh, the earlier question. <laughs> oh, you didn't get the £2,000 though. Oh, that's I'm a shame. Afraid. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, my question has probably been answered, but uh, I was just wondering, um, I just changed my question. Uh, what is your thought on the statement? Uh, you might have heard a lot about this of the Archbishop of Canterbury, you know, Dr. Ron, Dr. Ron William, oh, yes, yes. Uh, whom he said like uh, uh, some people really, he, he was criticised uh, a lot in the media and also by other religious scholars. And uh, do you think, uh, from which angle do you see? Uh, do you think it was emotional uh, statement or was it was rational statement? So what is your position? Yeah. Um, well, originally I proposed to uh, Anne Phillips to give a talk on Sharia in the West, uh, question mark. Uh, and uh, I followed uh, this debate uh, in the UK. Uh, and the first remark is uh, uh, Rowan Williams uh, has been politically absolutely naive uh, uh, because he uh, – uh, well, I, I read this uh, uh, longish uh, uh, thing, uh, and it is perfect uh, for a scientific uh, uh, context uh, where you debate legal pluralism uh, uh, and the limitations of it, and uh, 
uh, but he didn't realize that uh, uh, one journalist uh, uh, there making uh, uh, two one-liners, uh, and it created an uproar, uh, 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 and completely out of hand. Uh, so he has n uh, never been uh, uh, in control of this debate because that's, that, that's ridiculous. Uh, now, uh, substantively, um, I defended uh, uh, the uh, – uh, look, uh, in the UK you have that. Simple, simple. Uh, uh, that has also been the massive failure uh, uh, of uh, um, Mumtaz Ali uh, in uh, uh, Toronto and in Ontario uh, because the Canadian arbitration law, sorry, uh, the Ontario arbitration law uh, allowed uh, uh, private arbitration uh, in family and divorce uh, matters uh, and religions made use of that. Uh, so instead of just making use of it, uh, Mumtaz Ali came up with this splendid idea to say, well, we should have a uh, state recognized uh, uh, and then one uh, Islamic arbitration tribunal. Yeah. Uh, but uh, even if you discuss uh, uh, it, uh, I am in favor for, uh, of uh, uh, constrained forms of legal pluralism. Uh, uh, and no uproar at all. Uh, we do it uh, uh, quasi routinely when it comes to international private law, huh? uh, clearly. Uh, 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 so legal pluralism is around. Uh, if you uh, uh, really take issue with the uh, uh, point that uh, how could we ameliorate uh, the position of the most, most vulnerable, uh, uh, so uh, uh, minors uh, uh, and women, uh, uh, in it, uh, uh, there are very strong arguments uh, that uh, it's a better idea uh, uh, to uh, have uh, uh, publicly recognized and then not arbitration tribunals uh, but uh, arbitral awards uh, uh, because uh, this increases uh, the capacities of courts uh, to control and intervene. If you don't allow that, uh, then you have the strong version of legal pluralism, uh, which is quasi-invisible. Uh, uh, the state does not know what uh, is happening and nobody can control. Uh, uh, so for, uh, for many reasons, I'm really in favor of uh, uh, opening up, uh, uh, not only uh, with regard to uh, legal pluralism in private law uh, when it comes to uh, people like uh, Teubner and others, uh, this is a massive development, uh, uh, legal pluralism all around us, uh, but also in these sensitive issues of uh, 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 private uh, marriage and divorce law. Uh, otherwise, uh, 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 this is uh, uh, short cut formula, uh, uh, you say to people, uh, either your culture uh, or your rights. Huh? Uh, uh, so you give in either that or, or that. And, uh, that's, uh, that's a bad position, normatively also a bad position. Okay, I think we have time just for one more question, so at the back, please. I think secularism is something, uh, is two-layer uh, phenomenon. Uh, in one level, actually, they seem skeptical and uh, agnostic towards the uh, religion. Uh, but in the other level, uh, they implicitly uh, approve that they do no better uh, you know, human being or universe is created, you know, by the forces of nature as such. Well, but, of course, it doesn't come uh, immediately and automatically uh, to the discourse level. However, when you say political Islam, uh, 
uh, in contrary, quite ambitious to make this you know, uh, discourse much more evident. And up to now, we, we, we did see actually secularism on one hand, and uh, other form of secularism is laicism has been seen in France. But my question, as far as this political Islam uh, do uh, stress out, uh, God is one, and oneness is God matters more than anything else. And uh, do you think would they push to, uh, secularist people to be much more um, uh, apparent uh, and explicit for uh, their reason? And uh, so then a new form of clashes would be in that sense a violent kind of clashes or the clashes in discourse level. I'm not quite sure whether I got uh, uh, your point uh, rightly. Uh, obviously, there are many uh, uh, different varieties of secularism, huh? uh, uh, agnostic ones uh, uh, and uh, massively anti-religious ones. Uh, uh, the uh, variety I read from the uh, Turkish Supreme Court uh, uh, is one uh, which uh, very much resembles uh, uh, Marxism-Leninism uh, uh, as a secularism because... Uh, on the basis of science, uh, we decide all and everything. Uh, see, uh, this is what I call scientism. Uh, uh, this is not what science can do. Uh, uh, all trans-scientific problems, uh, uh, so scientists uh, always uh, uh, imposing their implicit political views uh, on other people, misusing uh, uh, the reputation of science. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, your, your point with regard to... Uh, I had difficulty to, partly also to, to understand what you said. Uh, maybe you can uh, repeat it in, in two sentences or so. Uh, maybe uh, uh, secularism can be forced to unravel its uh, own cause because till now secularism was kind of um, managing the platform, public sphere for the cause of democracy and uh, as such. Uh, but nowadays, again, back to political Islam, political Islam referring itself, they know better. And uh, in hierarchical order, they refute maybe other religions. And then, therefore, this will be maybe one-to-one -one contest. And uh, in that sense, secularism uh, should be much more uh, maybe reactive, maybe much more productive. But definitely, it's going to evolve in a certain sense. Then what could be your prediction if there is such a potential um, well, on the one hand, uh, uh, clearly uh, uh, this is a good idea, uh, making all secularists more self-reflexive. Huh? So uh, uh, then they learn what they can say and what they shouldn't say, and uh, uh, that uh, 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 counts for all people. Uh, uh, my, my predictions, uh, uh, I, I see, uh, well, I started to say that there is a, a kind of tendency that we see in public uh, uh, ever more aggressive secularists. Yeah. Uh, and I see that uh, uh, as a consequence of uh, a wrong answer uh, uh, to uh, security issues. Uh, and it is very difficult. Uh, Ole Weber have, uh, has done that uh, uh, nicely, this Danish uh, uh, international uh, uh, relations uh, scientist. He has uh, done a paper on secularism in this context. Uh, uh, and secularism seems uh, one of the ultimate weapons uh, uh, we, we need to use. Uh, uh, funnily enough, uh, uh, maybe I can add that. Uh, 
I, I referred to this uh, U.S. Uh, Depart uh, State Department uh, uh, Muslim World Outreach uh, Project. Uh, that this is happening in the United States uh, uh, is kind of troubling huh? because you expect, and one of the officials also said, well, uh, uh, this is contrary uh, to the liberal tradition of the United States uh, that we do not meddle around uh, with the uh, basic core of beliefs and practices. Uh, uh, and this is completely new for the United States. Uh, and they do it because they think, uh, well, uh, uh, but now it's so dangerous, uh, uh, we have to do it. Uh, and the only way, and it's absolutely counterproductive, huh, uh, because all this uh, imposing uh, the moderate variety of Islam from above uh, uh, backfires, uh, uh, because those are the wrong people uh, uh, in the first place uh, who try to do it. Uh, they get money from uh, uh, the CIA and what have you, so uh, uh, you shouldn't do that uh, 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 quite clearly. Uh, but still, it's happening. Huh? Okay, well, we'll leave it at that, and thank you very much, uh, Veit, for that. And, and uh, can I just remind you, our, next our final lecture in this series is on um, 16th of June with the wonderfully named Jose Casanova uh, giving uh, his lecture on secularization. So uh, can you just join me now in thanking uh, Professor Bader for his lecture. Yeah. And thank you for the opportunity.